Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to the Dread in the Shed podcast. I am Daddy Cam of the One Love Army, and I am in the shed telling my stories. Welcome, listeners, and thank you for joining me. And I seem to have been away for so long. I think it's mainly because getting good quality podcasting shed time is at premium these days so um yeah the days are so full anyway now where was i ah yeah (laughs) i was on the 12th of may 1981 i believe and that fateful day um of hearing that bob had passed away and deciding that was it i'm not cutting my hair again now i had had a haircut in march 1981 i know this because the dohican was gone and the reason for the uh the goneness of the uh dohican was uh, the new job at the economist magazine up in st james's street in piccadilly anyway so we had all that and i started that job in march and um then i'd met kate in March <laughs> and then seen Kate in April finished with me Julie and um, had started seeing Kate and uh, yeah so there I was so I had the haircut in March but on the 12th of May that was it I decided um, yeah not cutting my hair again I didn't quite start dreading it up yet but I just knew I wasn't cutting it so um so there I was now then I think um, I've said in the previous episode 1980 I seem to pack a lot into it and I think I packed quite a bit into 1981 so I want to try and take it step by step now okay so June 1981 it would have been a very lovely time you know that new love kind of time so um, I think uh, Kate and myself were doing the kind of thing that um you know new lovers do getting to know each other and um yeah so i was uh, making a few trips up to islington and uh essex road actually and uh kate lived in a flat 15 hayhurst court in dibden street just opposite the library in essex road and um so i um took to going up there at the weekends i remember on a saturday i'd um Oh yeah, because I started to buy weed at this point. So of course I've been having a cheeky uh, toke on my colleagues Cliff now and again. And I remember one night, um, Gadman, the same Gadman who told me Bob had passed. Um, he, I've, I've uh, asked him for a spliff, you know. And he looked at me, and I suppose I'd been doing it a bit much, you know, asking a bit much. He said, you know, um, if you want some more, you know. You have to bite, you know. So, alright, if I want to smoke, I've got to bite now. Because it seems like I was developing a bit of a habit. So, um, I began to frequent Brixton Frontline. And uh, I used to enjoy, I mean, used to get such a variety of uh, cannabis back in the day. But you could uh, get some nice Colombian. It was kind of more leafy, but a very nice smoke and lots of different hashish. You know, so uh, my favourite was Red Leb. So I do recall on a Saturday, I'd probably go and uh, get a little bit of Colombian green and uh, and a bit of Red Leb 
and then jump on a 171 Campbell Green. I think with my boogie box <laughs> in my armor, uh, playing some Lone Ranger Love Bump up on the uh, 171 and going see Kate. Anyway, so time's racing on july more of the same i think and uh i'm quite determined to get through 1981 and um yeah so we're racing through now then i've got to dial it back a little bit um because it's something that my mother evadney said to me after i left home now i'm going to go right back to when i was leaving home originally when i was leaving home it was a temporary um measure and uh, as I was leaving Yvadne had been quite unconcerned and it was only when she saw me taking my vinyl my LPs that, that um, she said to me uh, Cammy this isn't a sneaky way of leaving for good is it I said no and it really wasn't I was really just intending to move to Camberwell for a few weeks financially it was cheaper to travel into work etc so um, I went off Anyhow, a um, couple of weeks later, I came back to see Evadne, and uh, it was one of those lovely occasions where she was really pleased to see me, and uh, <laughs> we had a lovely hug, gave me a lovely hug, and uh, she said to me, um, Cammy, if you if you'd like to use Camberwell as a stepping stone um, before you move to North London, she said, you know, that's fine. Okay, so I've got to explain that now, haven't I? What what does she mean by my stepping stone to North London? So here we go. I did have a plan. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, I was doing this ONC in business studies, and at some point I decided that I'd used a qualification which was about A level standard to go and do a degree. And I'd decided I'd like to go and do a BA Honours in Applied Social Studies at North London Polytechnic. Now, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I failed the office procedure exam, which meant I had to do a whole year of evening class, one night a week, um, even though I'd left the civil service. So that kind of qualification was all a bit irrelevant, but I still persevered for that year and uh and in june <laughs> june 1981 i got my ordinary national certificate in business studies having passed the exam at long last anyway the kind of qualification was irrelevant because i was you know going to be moving on so i hadn't gone to north london polytechnic in 1980 because i failed the exam but come 1981 having passed the exam i went for an interview and i enrolled on a ba honors course at north london poly it was a four-year course and um it was up in well the main building was holloway road n7 i think but um the building I was in um, was actually close to Highbury Fields and uh, it's called Labrook House and quite close strangely enough about a 10 minute 15 minute walk from where Kate lived so it all kind of a bit of serendipity I was kind of planning to move to North London and then somehow um, <laughs> got myself a girlfriend living in North London and and I'm sure I mean this is crazy because I mean I met Kate in March, but I'm sure that by August, I'd moved in. 
and I'd moved into 15 Hayhurst with Kate and Michelle, her flatmate, Michelle Wright, who she um, was with the night that I'd met her. It was only a one-bedroom flat, and uh, Michelle slept on a sofa bed in the living room and Kate and myself had the bedroom so there it was a threes company scenario anyway so um, there we are August 1981 so I think come September we oh no I'm not finished yet I've got to stick around August a bit longer because August what happened in August okay now I have mentioned in previous episodes that whatever I'm talking about in those years Talkover were very busy and Talkover were still very busy in fact you know things were changing um I know some band members had left I'm not sure who left when but somehow I'd managed to nudge myself into the lead vocalist position now bearing in mind that it was uh, Prince Fisher who invited me into the band and he was really the lead vocalist, him and Clive were the lead vocalist and I kind of got in and managed to do a bit of backing vocals and then you know they you know allowed me to do one song and then somehow by Carnival 1981 so after two years um, Fishy's on percussion doing backing vocals I've um, taken over the lead uh, vocals with Clive and uh, the first gig that I did as lead singer was the carnival carnival 1981 uh, meanwhile gardens I won't forget it anyway we'd, we'd um, rocked up there in the morning set up our equipment and gone for a wander around Labra Grove and so on and then returned uh, maybe an hour or two later to do our sound check and as we arrived in meanwhile gardens the stage was all set up our equipment was all on stage but music was playing like the keyboards were playing but couldn't see anyone playing them and there's drums and we couldn't see anyone and as we got closer uh, uh through the through the crowd and saw the stage it was a band called musical youth uh, and you've all heard of them past the duchy and so on and so forth but this was just a bit before then when they you know just about to break really they had a female singer at the time i don't know whatever became of her um but they they were great and so um yeah they played and then we played and that was my debut as the lead singer of talk over um august 1981 and so wow so we're rocking on and um let's get to september see if i can get through the year because i think I think by the end of the year it seems to quieten down a bit. So September 1981, I'm enrolled on my BA Honours course and yeah, I'm going to be a social worker and I think I was a very idealistic youth at the time, you know, and uh, thinking I could do some good and I remember spouting off on a train one one evening after a few drinks you know saying about how you know if I was a social worker if I just managed to help just one person or maybe prevent one person from from committing suicide or you know it would be worth it and uh, I remember some other passenger chirped up oh I wish there were more people like you and I felt so happy and proud of myself and uh, thought yeah that's what I'm gonna do you know um of course <laughs> nothing's ever as simple as um as it looks on the outside anyway i enrolled on the course at north london polytechnic and um again a new kind of life so i was you know out of the bank 
is out the civil service I was away from the accounts department at The Economist I was now in a band and I'm a student much more me and um, I had done a bit of economics and we did economics and we did statistics and um, we got into psychology and that was brilliant psychology and social you know sociology and uh, social welfare so we social history you know we got into the lot of it and so um, that was great and I think there was about 40 of us on the course and it was um, three to one like three women to each man so it was 10 men 10 males and 30 females oh well there you go lovely for me so um anyway there i was uh north london poly and launched now then well i'll tell you what um i think oh i'll tell you what else happened oh yeah I, i nearly um I nearly, I nearly forgot. So I'm just gonna, you know, ramble on for a couple more minutes. What, what else happened? October. I know what happened in October. In October, I decided I was not going to cut my hair, not cut my comb, my hair again, because what happened was, of course, I'd had the Dohican leveled off in order to, um, you know, have my job at the Economist magazine. And that was in March, March 1981, Barbers in Camberwell Green. Um, and then that did the job and then come June, got the sack, got the sack from The Economist after the uh, late lunch with Kate, the long late lunch with Kate. And um, yes, so... Um, yeah, I was still growing my hair, and but I wasn't dreadlocks. So there was a girl at, at college, Mandy, um, and she could do cane row. So I'd taken to having my hair in cane row. So that was, you know, uh, and that was it. And what changed all that was meeting Kate's parents for the first time. And uh, now, I haven't really told you much about Kate. Now, um, I I know Julie really was a girl about town. You know, she knew, you know, I was a country boy, really. And, you know, Julie was much more a London person. Well, well, Kate was, you know, like another notch up. She was a Chelsea girl. She was out of Chelsea and, uh, you know, knew (laughs) a lot of young aristocratic socialites as it were and uh, used to hang around the king's road so yeah this was another notch up so i was a bit out of my league um anyway it came to time for kate's parents wanted to meet the new boyfriend and uh so i had the cane row put in and uh we went up to a restaurant in sloan square and uh i i don't think um kate's parents liked me very much um Kate's stepmother, Sari, who Kate didn't really get on with much at the time. Um, She was definitely on my case and um, didn't like the hair. Thought it made me look effeminate. And, uh, oh, I didn't like that, did I? No. So I thought, well, that's it. I made the effort. I actually kind of had it played down to tidy it up. You know, just to me, um, it was... Kate's stepmom and uh, 
and then she's telling me it makes me look effeminate I thought well that's it <laughs> I'm not combing it again so out came the cane row and uh, these little picky dreadlocks began and uh, that was October 1981 anyway I still haven't had a haircut and I still haven't used a comb since then and uh, <laughs> so yeah dread natty dread and um Anyway, well, there's a short little episode. Um, I've missed you guys, I must say. I really would like to be putting more um, episodes out. And I might have to step it up a bit. Um, have to get some more quality shed time. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm leaving it at that for now. But stick with me. And um, I think there's some more. I don't know what happened in... Um, in November and December 1981 but we did have a Christmas I think and there must have been a New Year's and it must have been lovely so I'm going to leave it there because I think we can rock on with 1982 in the next episode anyway thank you for listening and being there and um, it remains for me to say one love army I salute you all of my listeners, I salute you. And from the dread in the shed, off the top of my head, it's blessed love to all mankind. Give thanks. And uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you again soon.